Hi, I'm John Frankie. Welcome to the latest edition of SearchSAP.com's podcast series for February 2007. Today we'll be talking about all things RFID with Josh Slobin of Aeroscout. Thank you for joining us today, Josh. Thanks, John. Nice to be here. Well, let's get right into it. To start us off, could you give a little background on yourself and Aeroscout? Sure, absolutely. Uh, my name, as you said, is Josh Slobin. I'm the Director of Marketing with Aeroscout. Uh, Aeroscout is the market leader in Wi-Fi-based active RFID. It's a uh, sub-segment of the RFID world. Uh, what we do is sell systems uh, worldwide to a number of different industries that our customers use for, uh, for asset tracking applications, people tracking, in general, uh, improving visibility of high-value assets uh, in, uh, in a number of different ways. Great. Thanks. And I guess it makes sense just to start at the beginning. Uh, what exactly is RFID? Sure. Uh, RFID stands for Radio Frequency Identification. Uh, it's a collection of technologies and standards, uh, so there's not really any one uh, single type of RFID, but, uh, but rather a number of different types. What they all have in common, though, is that they enable automated identification of items, and that can be very small items moving through a supply chain, large high-value assets, it could be people. They all enable automated identification of those items over the air and, uh, and through radio waves. And where and how did RFID technology really get going? Of course. Uh, well, like many of the major technologies that we're seeing emerging today, uh, RFID has, uh, has its original roots in the military. Uh, and in 20th century, uh, the military did a, a number of uh, research projects using radio waves to automatically identify items. Um, so going from there, uh, commercial use began uh, in the late 60s and 1970s. Uh, the first major uses that people would be familiar with are automated uh, toll booth collections. The, uh, the, the toll booth collections that people use uh, every day that they have on, uh, on the front of their cars uh, to go through those toll booths and it automatically gets billed back to them, uh, that's RFID. And people are, uh, are generally pretty surprised to hear uh, just how long RFID has been around uh, since it's really gaining popularity now uh, as a term and as a technology type. Uh, but it really has been around for, uh, for quite some time and, uh, and in use uh, for quite some time doing, uh, doing everyday things that people are familiar with. That's great. And a good segue to the next question. Besides the you know, toll booths and things you mentioned, uh, how else is RFID being used these days? Sure. Well, there have got to be literally hundreds of different ways that RFID technology uh, is being applied uh, by, uh, by customers today. Uh, pretty much every major industry has uh, a number of different applications of uh, RFID, and, uh, and it just differs from industry to industry. Uh, so as an example, uh, in the healthcare space, I'll give a few examples of, of how different types of RFID are being used in healthcare. Uh, so number one, RFID is being used to track high-value assets to prevent their loss. Uh, so for example, a wheelchair or an infusion pump or a pulse oximeter, uh, so those don't go out the door. And also so nurses can find them, uh, find those pieces of equipment when they're needed by patients. That's one use within healthcare. 
now uh, on the other side of things, they're also tracking patients in many cases with RFID-enabled wristbands so that they can know where the patients are and track their, uh, their movement through different processes. Uh, also to track drugs, uh, pharmaceuticals during uh, the supply chain from, uh, from the supplier, the manufacturer of those pharmaceuticals, right down to the end users of, uh, of those drugs. And then also to, to make sure that the right tools and the right supplies are used on the right patients uh, within a hospital or within a healthcare setting. So that's just an example of a number of different ways uh, within healthcare, and it really, uh, it really does vary. Manufacturing is the same. Uh, we've got customers tracking work-in-progress inventory, uh, so for example, uh, automobiles that are being made uh, through that manufacturing process, tracking parts, tracking finished goods from the manufacturer to the supplier to the store, uh, so that everyone in that process can have a greater visibility, a greater understanding of how those items are moving through those processes, where they are in their process, and so on. Um, some of the other interesting ones, there's baggage tracking at, uh, at airports to reduce uh, lost baggage during flights, which is, uh, of course, a problem that, uh, that everyone can appreciate. Uh, tracking children in amusement parks for safety purposes, identifying cattle on farms uh, so you know uh, uh, how many uh, heads of cattle uh, you have at any given time and where they are, and, uh, and the list just goes on and on from there. And that actually brings us to our next question. Uh, what are the different means of RFID deployment? Sure. There are several different technologies and, uh, and frequencies, radio frequencies, that fall under the larger umbrella of RFID. In every case, just about, there's a, a tag or a label, which is a small transmitter, a small radio device, uh, which sends out a signal of some sort, uh, and a reader, which uh, communicates with that tag or label uh, in one fashion or another, and then some software that takes the information that's coming off of the reader and makes it meaningful. Now, the main differences uh, between these systems, uh, the, the primary difference is whether the system is uh, called a passive RFID system or an active RFID system. And then further from there, uh, how those readers are deployed if it's an active RFID system and passive in some senses too. Uh, are those readers stationary? Are you going around uh, with the tags uh, and they're being triggered when they pass by a reader? Or are they handheld readers? You're actually walking around with the reader and reading the tags that are in your vicinity. Uh, or is it a mesh network? Or in some cases, can you use an existing reader infrastructure like a, like a Wi-Fi network uh, instead of dedicated RFID readers. So there's a number of different ways in which RFID can be deployed. Now you mentioned passive RFID and active RFID. Can you just give us an idea of the difference between the two? Absolutely. So passive RFID tags are small, low-cost uh, items. They're generally in the sense. Uh, they look, uh, in many cases, like a, uh, like a sticker or, or a label. And the reason that they can be so small and low-cost is that they don't have a built-in power source. And what this means uh, for those tags is that they can communicate only at very short distances when triggered by a reader. Uh, so in some sense, uh, it's very similar to an advanced barcoding system where you've got a reader uh, within a short range uh, of a tag, and that tag is transmitting information to that reader. 
What this means for passive RFID uh, is that these tags are really made to be disposable, and they can move down a supply chain. Uh, they're put on an item at the manufacturer site. They go to the distributor site. They go to the storefront. They go to the customer. And they're tracked uh, throughout that process. Now, on the other hand, active RFID systems, active RFID tags are a bit larger. They're more expensive. They're generally in the double-digit dollars. But they have their own power source. Uh, what this means is that the tag uh, can actually be identified over much wider distances. And you can add capabilities to that tag, for example, uh, putting a button on the tag to trigger an action, um, or plugging it in to pull uh, extra data off, uh, off of, say, a vehicle pulling off mileage data or fuel data and sending that over radio frequency. Now, uh, active RFID is generally used for uh, what we like to call closed-loop systems. That means that the tag uh, or the asset that's being tagged by that active RFID tag stays within a certain area. Or if it leaves, we know it's going to come back. Uh, those tags are, are, are reusable, and they stay within a particular network. I see. And if I understand correctly, Aeroscout works with something called Wi-Fi-based active RFID. Can you explain to us a little bit what that is and how Aeroscout delivers it? Certainly. So the traditional active RFID systems that I just described can tend to get very expensive and difficult to install because they require specialized readers. They require uh, proprietary readers uh, that are single-purpose devices that need to be installed around the space. For example, if you have a warehouse where you want to utilize active RFID, the traditional active RFID methods require putting up uh, specialized readers at the corners and throughout the warehouse in order to pick up those tag transmissions. Now, over the last uh, three years or so, Wi-Fi-based active RFID systems have become very popular. What this means is taking an existing Wi-Fi network, a wireless LAN network from uh, Cisco, one of uh, several other providers that uh, sell wireless LAN networking equipment, and reusing that existing wireless LAN that the customer is already using for data services, for voice over Wi-Fi, for internet access, uh, like the routers that you have at home, for example, to get your wireless internet access, reusing those as active RFID readers. Uh, so Wi-Fi-based active RFID can reuse that existing network for RFID and location-based services at the same time that wireless network is delivering voice, data, and other applications. The benefit here, of course, is uh, that the customer doesn't need to install a dual infrastructure. They don't need to install those standalone readers if they already have Wi-Fi installed. So it really cuts down on, uh, number one, the cost of that installation, but also uh, the time and upkeep that's involved in that installation. Great. And can you give us an idea of maybe what some of AeroScout's customers are doing with the technology? Sure. So we sell into a number of different industries. Uh, healthcare, manufacturing, and uh, logistics and transportation are some of the big ones. And 
a couple examples in those industries within manufacturing. Boeing, for example, in aerospace is using uh, our system with their Cisco Wi-Fi network. And, uh, and what they're doing is tracking parts and very high-value uh, pieces of aircraft through their final assembly process so that those pieces don't get lost or misplaced and cause problems in their, uh, in their assembly process. Uh, we've got a number of different hospitals that are using this system to track assets and track patients. Uh, for example, the University Medical Center in Tucson, Arizona that we've done along with Phillips Medical, Bronson Healthcare in Kalamazoo, Michigan. We've got a number of logistics providers. Uh, American Port Services in, uh, in Georgia is, a, is an example. What they're doing is tracking containers and trailers through their yard. They can have hundreds of containers, for example, uh, and trailers in their large uh, open-air parking lot at any given time. As they move around, they want to know which one is moving where. And then there's some, uh, some more interesting and fun installations like Legoland in Denmark, where we're uh, tracking children through the amusement park. And of course, is, uh, is only if the parents want their children to be tracked. But, uh, but the purpose here is if the parent loses the child or they don't know where the child is, they can send a text message uh, to, uh, to a number that they're given, and they immediately get back the accurate location of that child within the park. So there's some safety applications there as well. Interesting. And now, stepping back and more in general, how have you seen RFID solutions delivering ROI? Sure. Well, you know, every customer has their own specific needs uh, for their RFID application and their own specific purposes for the ROI that they're looking for. But in general, what we've seen is that the ROI for RFID installations nearly always has to do with uh, improving uh, the visibility of something and therefore improving operational efficiency of that installation. And so that could mean, uh, for example, a, a semiconductor facility uh, that's trying to reduce the average time that uh, it takes them to find an uh, in-process piece of a wafer lot from five minutes average time to four minutes average time. That doesn't sound like much, but over the course of the day, doing that search again and again and again, reducing that search time from five minutes to four minutes can mean that they can be uh, perhaps 2% more productive. And that 2% turns into additional uh, efficiency and additional dollars for, uh, for them at the end of the day. Or they can eliminate fees that are associated with the late delivery of products because they're being more efficient. Now, it's also pretty typical that our customers tell us that they can't find uh, anywhere from uh, about 10 to 20% of their high-value mobile assets. Uh, so for example, uh, well, wheelchairs uh, in a hospital is perfect. If you were to go into a hospital and ask them to tell you where all of their wheelchairs are at any given time, uh, they wouldn't be able to come up with most of them, most likely. And that's uh, on the high end. Now, a hospital uh, can have wheelchairs that are worth anywhere from uh, $500 uh, and up to $1,000, Because they can't find them, they need to replace them uh, every year. They need to replace a certain percentage of them. Very, very high cost to hospitals, and the same problem we see in uh, just about uh, all of our customers and across the world of, of RFID. So, uh, so knowing where those items are can reduce the loss, can reduce the misplacement, and, uh, and customers uh, don't have to spend as much money on their enterprise assets uh, every year. 
The same problems are seen to a certain degree in the world of passive RFID. In passive RFID uh, customers are looking more towards operational improvement where if they know exactly when and how a set of, uh, of shipments arrived at their customer site, that data is valuable to them to improve operations. Great. And just to kind of close up here, what can we expect from RFID in the year ahead? Well, you know, we've seen that the growth of passive RFID has been uh, a little bit slower than some of the analysts and media watchers have expected. But on the other side, the growth of active RFID has really uh, picked up and it's been uh, a bit faster than expected. And the reason for that, I think, is that active RFID uh, has really uh, shown a more immediate uh, and tangible ROI. So I think what we're going to see during 2007 and moving forward is that the market expectations and the excitement in the market around RFID is going to shift slightly with a bit more emphasis put on these closed-loop systems and the kind of systems that, that Wi-Fi-based uh, active RFID can deliver. So I think we're going to see also more advanced capabilities coming out of, uh, out of these systems, uh, like, for example, temperature monitoring and other uh, sensors, pressure monitoring built right into the tags for, uh, for advanced functionality and advanced data delivery. And uh, finally, I think Wi-Fi uh, will really become the accepted standard for many of these active RFID applications. We've really seen it uh, start, to, uh, start to take that role as the accepted standard, and I think we'll see that uh, continue to grow during the next year. Specific to SAP users, are there any uh, RFID issues they should be looking at? Yes, absolutely. So there are a few ways in which SAP works with RFID. Of course, the biggest one and the one that's most uh, publicly known is as an RFID middleware platform. SAP has definitely been successful uh, in uh, promoting themselves as a platform for accepting multiple forms of RFID data and parsing it, delivering it to, uh, to the right software places. This applies mostly to passive RFID. Now, to Aeroscout and to our customers, what's more important on, on the SAP side is the ability to really take active RFID data and leverage that data within the SAP system. What I mean is if we are delivering data about an asset, uh, location data, for example, where an asset is or what its status is, being able to link that data to your SAP system so you can get more value out of that data. So what I would suggest if, uh, if you're an SAP customer and you're considering active RFID systems or Wi-Fi-based active RFID systems in our case, the important thing is to make sure that you evaluate the API, the middleware uh, link that the vendor of that active RFID system is providing. And make sure that that API is suitable for communicating with the SAP system that you have in-house. Because uh, at the end of the day, the data that your RFID system provides is only going to be as good as what you do with it. So if you can't take that data and use it to improve everyday business processes, then the data is going to be worthless to you. So make sure and look into how that link works, how that vendor has built their system uh, in order to deliver data to the SAP system. Well, that sounds like good advice. Thank you so much for joining us today, Josh. Thanks, John. And that just about wraps up this edition of the searchsap.com podcast series on RFID technology. Thank you for joining.